Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today. See what I did there? See, it's a catch-all. Yeah, catch-all. Can't lose that way. 25 for a high tomorrow. Cloudy with a high of 27 and 16 right now in downtown Springfield. Let me tell you everything that's going to happen during the show today. Uh, code word Alexa. Give you the next uh, code word around 750 for the Amazon Echo Pop. That's coming up later on. Also, I believe we have more tickets to the auto parts swap and sell at the Big E this weekend. So we See right there? Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah. And then we are required to fill in all the spaces in between that. Not to be confused with the swap and smell, as we were pointing out yesterday. Totally different event. That's a completely different thing. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concerts from rock and roll's great performers. This week, it's David Bowie live in Vegas. Classic Rock, it's 550, and John Mellencamp with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 25. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 27. It is 16 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, this might not come as a total shocker. Jason Priestley says Brad Pitt can go a long time without showering. They briefly lived together with a third roommate in the late 80s in a really crappy part of L.A. Jason said they used to play a game to see who could go the longest without showering, and Brad always won. You know, I've... um I've heard that for years. Yeah, that that Brad Pitt smells terrible. Well, hey, he's uh, he can do whatever he wants. Brad Pitt can do whatever he sets his mind to. Yeah, as long as you don't have to stand next to him, true, or, or be downwind from him. Uh, Jason says, "I think about it now, and I'm like, dude, that's disgusting. What were you thinking?" Uh, Jason previously talked about living with Brad in his 2014 memoir. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed the Jason Priestley memoir. You mean the 10 year old book? Yeah. He said uh, they lived on ramen noodles, generic beer, and Marlboro Lights because they were broke. Yeah, Marlboro Lights would be the most expensive thing. Of course, back then, they probably weren't that expensive. No, but uh, but back in the olden days, ramen noodles was, what, uh, 38 cents? Not Probably not even. Probably like 10 cents. Those were the days, back man. Back in those days. Uh, Nicole Kidman is five foot eleven, but uh, early in her career, she used to lie about her height because she was afraid casting directors would think she was too tall. Oh, you're tall. She's tall. We're all tall. She says, "quote I was told you don't, you won't have a career. You're too tall." People would say, "How's the air up there?" Now I get, "You're so much taller than I thought." Or men grappling with how high my heels should be. She's uh, been doing this most of her life. Like when she was a kid auditioning for the lead in the musical Annie, the cutoff was five foot two, but she was five foot four. Yeah, boy. She managed to talk her way into the audition, but she says, "quote I didn't get the part. I didn't even get a callback." Nicole, you know, I, I've never had that problem where I was so tall that people were, uh, you know, making fun of me. I've always yeah. been uh, average height, so I can't relate to the tall people of the world. Or too short. Or too short. Yeah. I'm just right. The world smells different to different people. Sure does. Uh, when Kiernan Culkin won his Emmy for Succession Monday night, he ended his acceptance speech by asking his wife Jazz for more children. They already have two, and she actually told him she might agree if he won the Emmy. What the hell kind of agreement is that? Oh, unless you win an Emmy, we're not having any more kids. 
There's always an ultimatum, isn't there? Yeah. Well, Kiernan now admits he shouldn't have done that. Quote, instead of just talking to her in private like a human, I just blasted her on stage, which was very rude. Kiernan says that uh, in the run-up to the Emmys, Jazz, quote, spent the whole week being nervous. You know, I've always felt that the best relationships are the ones that are the most transactional. Yeah, that's true. Like, if I'm going to give you something, I expect something in return. Uh, that's that's fair. The key to happiness, isn't it? Well, who's happiness? Who's happiness? Who's the one be? who is receiving. True. Have you ever been so broke that you've considered joining the mob? Yes. Ed O'Neill but the, but has. The, but the mob didn't want the likes of me. Ed O'Neill has. Before he was an actor, he was signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1969. Unfortunately, he got cut during training camp. Since Ed was unsure what to do next, he reconnected with an old friend named Jim who offered him a job and organized crime. His friend told him, quote, I'll give you easy stuff. Just you collect here. You do that. You run. You drop something off here and there. You know, you may have to lean on a guy. You're good at that. You can make some good money. But Ed's dad talked him out of it by asking him if he can handle doing time. Ed's answer was a hard no, so he took off to New York to pursue acting, and the rest is history. Yeah, because that's a much safer bet. Kind of still uh, held on to that uh, didn't get my football thing like he did in Married with Children, right? He's like the uh, the Uncle Rico of Hollywood. Ah. Lindsay Lohan, uh, you probably heard that she's in the new Mean Girls movie. Right. It took her a half a day to film, and she fetched a whopping $500,000 just for that appearance. Why can't we do something like that? I have no idea. Nobody wants us. We might get 10 bucks in a fish sandwich if we uh, know a guy or two downtown. Well, there was once a time in my career, Steve, when you could almost bank I'd beat you to the, the rumble seat of the still once a month. That's true. Or you any, can't tell me I wasn't wanted. Or the Windsor Cafe. Or other nice places. Yeah, that's like uh, the Windsor Cafe was the model for Great Horse, I believe. <laughs> yes, they really did model themselves it's, after that. You go to Great Horse, it's like a little bit of Chickabee right in Hamden. Oh, so yeah. true, so true. Anyway, Lindsay shows up at the math competition scene, making it a full circle moment from the original. Yay! It was a horrible movie. I don't ever go see it. <laughs> No Doubt is returning for Coachella 2024. Oh, thank God. Which goes down on the weekends of April 12th and 19th at the usual spot in Indio, California. But the man made the announcement on uh, in a video on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Headliners also include uh, Lana Del Rey, Tyler, the Creator, and Doja Cat. No Doubt formed in 1986, then took a hiatus in the early 2000s. They reunited in 2008, but haven't done anything since 2015. There's no word on uh, any other shows or music, or new music. Anyway. Just a one-shot deal, huh? Just a one-shot, two-pump chump. <laughs> That's what they are. <laughs> Daryl DMC McDaniels has a new hustle. He's selling cookies. The brand is called Daryl Makes Cookies. That's DMC, get it? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. The uh, cookies are chocolate chip, and they're the coolest cookies in the universe. What makes these cookies the coolest, with a K, well, they can uh, bridge the generation gap. Daryl says, quote, the young people don't listen to the old people, and the old people think the young people don't know enough. I want to change that. If you want to sit down and break uh, bread or eat some cookies with a kid, you realize that you have more in common than you have uh, that's not in common. That sounds, it sounds too, fantastic. Sounds too sciencey for me. You like cookies, though, don't you? I do like cookies. I don't know if that's going to bring everybody together, though. I don't know. I would take it. Would you take it? Uh, the if, night- he, if he showed up with a big stack of cookies, 
You're damn right I'd be a part of it. Uh, tonight on TV, the ninth season premiere of Chicago Med. Nine seasons. Mm-hmm. I can see your voice at 8 p.m. on Fox. Dion Warwick is this week's music artist. Oh, is she going to have all her friends from the Psychic Friends Network there, too? I think too? she's outlived most of her psychic friends. I thought she was dead. No, I think she's still alive. Well, let's see. Uh, can you look that up real quick? Uh, Dion Warwick. She is exactly, and I quote, according to the internet, she is uh, still alive. Well, still I'm, alive at 83 years old. Well, I'm glad you did that. That's what friends are for. You see what I did there? Oh, look at you. And uh, Kim Kardashian is selling her 2022 Range Rover that was a 42nd birthday gift from her mother, Chris, and she's listing it for $99,000, $99,950. Despite the fact it was reportedly involved in an accident that has missing parts, multiple dents, and is really banged up. Really? Just had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I got really banged up was when Ray J pulled out his Spooieville plugger and gave me both barrels from his whisker eggs and went skeet shooting across my back in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. You're going to choke up on that thing. I'm getting more involved lately, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> Caitlin. I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but uh, she once gave me the two-armed bandit. She was fist-bumping the mud bunion while operating the shake weight. <laughs> what are you trying to what say? What I'm trying to say is that while she was twisting the lid off my pickle jar at the front door, she was catfish noodling at the back door. <sighs> I arrived so violently, it looked like a pressure cooker full of Chobani exploded in the bedroom. Just plain, no, no Just, vanilla. Or, try or to imagine yeah, that yeah. if you can. Let that pay, let that sink in. A little description for you this morning, and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah. Your dog may or may not. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Journey on Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 25. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 27. It's 16 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, your chance of winning an Amazon Echo Pop coming up uh, later on today. We'll give you the code word of the day, and it could be worth uh, an Amazon Echo Pop. That way you can rush into the 21st century. Oh, all right. I see how that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, You know, I uh, don't watch a whole lot of like series or episodes of series and things like that. I just uh, find myself not having enough time to do that. Sure. But I did sit down uh, yesterday during this uh, snowy uh, New England uh, afternoon and uh, watched the Jared Fogle uh, documentary on on Netflix. I think it's Netflix or... Is Netflix or Hulu? I don't know. Uh, I, think what, it was, I think it was Netflix, and you asked me if yeah. I had seen it, and I'm thinking, well, I've saw, I did see something, but it, it's yeah. not a new series. It's been out for a little bit. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I know that he was charged and he was convicted of doing all these things with children, and, you know, that's, that's something I don't usually want to know the details about. Right. And the way this guy was brought down was just unbelievable. With this this woman who was a ra- did you what did you read this thing or see this thing? I, I I saw now that you brought it up. I did see it a long time ago, and you know, like a lot of these uh, these predators, yeah, you know, they really kind of manipulate them their way, not just towards the victims, but towards everybody around it so it seems like normal behavior when in fact it's like this insidious cancerous type of 
poisonous activity. Yeah, and it's it's pretty disturbing. Actually. Really disturbing. And we so this woman she was she was recording his phone calls. She she had been a she was like a radio host down south somewhere. Yes, and she befriended him. She she was doing these interviews with him, and then you know she was all her radio show was based around public service and and getting the word out and they said she was a pretty popular, you know, radio host in her region and she was like, "Oh, I love to have Jared in here because he was talking about childhood obesity, he was talking about getting people healthy and all this other stuff." Mm-hmm. And then things started taking a weird turn where she's like on stage with him and they're just about to do this interview and he looked in front of all these kids. Yeah. And he whispers in her ear, Man, middle school girls are so hot, you know. So then he, so then she said that was the moment she was like, "Oh my god, this guy! I want to throw up! Like this guy is disgusting." Yeah, and and the and the, if I'm if I'm remembering this correct correctly, yeah, the conversations that she was recording just got worse and worse over time yeah. to to the point where. He wasn't just divulging the fact that he was a pedophile. Yeah. He he wanted her involved in yeah. all of this too. And that was see this is the thing this is the thing though about wa- watching this documentary. So she starts recording him going, "I got to I got to tell somebody about this guy." You know, she she would see him every so often and she was like, "I got I got to start recording his calls." So he would say this like weird weird stuff disgusting stuff and then she brought that to the fbi and said hey look this guy is talking about all this stuff and the fbi goes yeah that's great uh, we should start investigating him by the way you're in violation of the law because you've recorded somebody without their permission so that created this whole thing yeah which almost seemed like the fbi then hired her to go undercover so it was like you're holding this against this woman for for illegally recording somebody who was about to do or had, was doing yeah. horrible things. What? Well, if, if the thing is, if if the uh, if law enforcement yeah is having you do this, there are ways around the law yeah. that allow yeah. you to do this. If right. you're, you're just recording your conversations on your phone or phone conversations of any kind without letting the other person know that they're being recorded, that is against the law. But I believe, is it New York and Nevada, the only two states? That you don't have to have permission yes. to do it. And she obviously didn't live in one of those states, and she was illegally recording him. Then she became this, like, informant for the FBI. And she's got, she, the whole documentary is about... All these conversations and all these disgusting conversations that he was having with her. The thing that got me though was I want to know what she was saying. They were they were they would give his response and then he would say something to the effect of, Would you like that? You know, like he would describe this disgusting scenario he wanted to do. Right. And then he would say, Would you like that? And then they would cut they'd cut that part out. And then they'd move on to her voicing over the thing. And I'm like, I want to know what her responses were. Why Why isn't that important to know I, well, what those responses were? Because ultimately she's not, well, I say that, she's not the one who is being targeted in this investigation. And if she's providing evidence against this guy yeah, and then can prove that he 
you know, yeah. that he acted upon these impulses. Yeah, and I and I haven't quite finished it yet. You know, the whole series on yeah. this thing, but you know, we're, you're getting into you're finding out why they didn't just go after this guy. And and she's playing these tapes, and the FBI, the FBI agent was like, listen, all he is is saying things. That's not illegal. You can say that stuff all you want. Yeah. It's fantastical. It's, you know, th- that that could be the defense. It's it's finding the hard proof that doing what he was doing. Well, when you... When you go through the rem- the rest of the series, y- y- they found more than enough yeah. to prove that uh, Jared Fogle was guilty of a lot of shady, shady business. Yeah, shady business. And and just the idea, like, when you start finding out all the things that he was doing, and then, like, they're showing, pu- like, PR shots of him, like, hanging out with a bunch of kids in a gymnasium doing, like, that like, was all Going gro- to children's hospitals and stuff. It was all grooming. That's here's, all he was doing. So here's the thing that uh, that is really disturbing to to me, and I'm sure it's disturbing to you too. How many times do we have Jared in this studio? Probably three times. Three I times, think, yeah. At, at and the, we we all have pictures with him at the very very yeah. least. Now uh, you could say, in hindsight, oh yeah, I knew all along no. something was crazy about the guy. But the fact of the matter is. You did. He seemed like a pretty decent guy. He seemed like a nerd. He and, and by all accounts, he was. He was this outsider. He was a kid that, and you know, they're interviewing former people that knew him from high school. Going, you know, hey, would you ever sit with him at lunch? Then the girl's like, no, that would have been social suicide. You don't do that. You don't right. sit with Jared. This guy was this big dude, overweight. You know, didn't have any friends, that kind of thing. And then once he finds his newfound fame, he just shoots up to the top. Right. So as I'm as I was watching it and I was thinking in terms of. Yes, he was a dork. It was hard not to like him because he was sincere. He lost the weight. He seemed like a legitimate guy. But yeah, here's the part. Here's the thing about that. All of that facade that he was operating with is all a part of the manipulation. Yeah, yeah. That allowed him to infiltrate the lives of of people that may have benefited him in this behavior. And that's kind of the the weird part about it. So when you hear stories like, well, you know, this this girl's softball coach was all of a sudden having sex with his... uh, with his players or, you know, this, you know, this uh, Catholic priest was uh, yeah. you know, a friend of the family. And now all these things happen. When you see these stories and you wonder, well, how do these people fall for this? You got to understand you're talking about master manipulation mm-hmm. and 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 like uh, like a psychological game that happens that you just don't realize is happening until it's too late. And that's kind of the problem with the. With a guy like a Jared, uh, Jared Fogle, is he, you know, he bamboozled everybody into believing because, he was this wonderful, safe guy. Because it was the perfect scenario for him. Th- that that whole thing, that whole Subway jumps on this thing going, wow, this guy, look at all this weight this guy lost from eating our sandwiches. Let's make him part of an ad campaign. Yeah. And people resonate with that. That resonates with a lot of people because it's like, wow, a regular guy 
who's not this movie actor, who's not this, you know, polished person, yeah. actually went and changed his life by doing this crazy Subway diet. So people were enamored by this guy. Like, and, and, and part and I, of the marketing campaign for him was to do all these charitable, yeah. uh, you know, events and, 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 and the like, which only added to the mystique of this guy. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. When he was in here, it was like, wow, it's Jared from Subway. It's the guy from the commercials. Like, I don't know. That that just makes it seem like all that fame because of what he did, and it was just like, wow, that's good. this guy's really cool. Until you find out what he was doing. Then it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have a picture with this scumbag. Yeah, I can't believe I shook his hand. You're right. Yeah. I know. I or, know. Or, or said, hey, come back anytime. You know, it's it's like, did I really... Did I really say that? Did I did I, did I mean it? Yeah. Did I not see through it? Chances are you're not going to see through it. That's that's how masterful they are at the manipulation. Do you ever wonder how many people you run into all the time that are up to no good? Yeah. Of course. How do you not How do you not think of that? And and then, you know, sometimes you know, it happens when you hear stories about people and you want to and you and, and you I, don't want to believe it and i'm not just limiting that to like children i'm talking about like you know people scam who, artists yeah you know, that people who do thing. shady stuff yeah. you don't want to believe that they did it you you don't want to you don't want right. to go down that road where you say yeah i knew it all the time you know you're lying about it you didn't believe it until you read more or you find out more information that can be verified and you say oh i guess i had that guy figured out wrong Mm-hmm. It's happened. A, it's happened a lot. You know, I mean, we're, this is like a small city. It's a small community. Yeah. From time to time, there are people that you may know that show up in the news for things they're accused of, and you say, "There's no, I know that guy for. There's no way they've done that." Yeah. And then and you find out, yeah, there's no way. way they didn't do that. There was a there was a lot of ways that they did that. So. Yeah. There's there's a there's a number of incidents. Anyway, if you people wanna, I know, if you want to happen, if you want to gross yourself out, uh, check out that Jared from Subway documentary. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make you start eating at other restaurants. Just remember, tuna sub spelled backward is bussin' nut. It's six twenty-three in Rock One Hundred Two. Buried deep in the landfill, what will you find there? It isn't pretty. Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Don Mahar. We'll give you the forecast because he's really. Sort of good at, you know. Uh, we are going to be giving away. I mean, yes, we'll give away the uh, the the code word for uh, code word Alexa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you uh, were you aware that we were also giving away tickets to the auto parts swap and sell this weekend of the Big E? Swap and smell, I believe. Nope, sell. It's not swap and smell. So- swap and sell. Oh, well, and my cha- my plans have changed. The swap and smell, I believe, yeah. was a neither Palmer or a Spencer or uh, Otis Munson. I think Munson it might have been there. Yeah, Munson too. Uh, would you like to laugh? Uh, sure. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. I got three, and I don't know which one to do. Should um, I do all three? Do the funny one. Well, I mean, they're all kind of funny. <laughs> uh, Are they each 33%? funny and then adding them all together would make 100 percent funny all right you ready for this one sure what's the difference between an epileptic corn husker and a prostitute with diarrhea 
just the setup alone is probably better than the punchline. I don't know what. An epileptic corn husker shucks between fits. Hey, you ready for another one? Or should I just end it on that one and we'll do the other ones tomorrow? <laughs> What's your instinct telling you? Uh, my instinct is to go, yeah, you know what? We'll tell it tomorrow. There we go. <laughs> Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News first alert for... 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. The FAA has released a preliminary report on the plane crash that killed three people in Leiden. At around 11.30 a.m. on Sunday, a Beechcraft Baron 55 plane owned by Fly Lugu Flight School crashed in a small clearing in the woods near the Leiden Wildlife Management Area. Three people were found dead and have been identified as 53-year-old Frederica Ballard of Southwick, 68-year-old William Hampton of Indian Orchard, and 29-year-old Chad Davidson of Woodstock, Connecticut. Ballard was the owner of Fly Lugo Flight School in Westfield. Hampton was a flight instructor, and Davidson was a student pilot. Since then, the FAA and NTSB have been investigating the crash. In the FAA preliminary report released on Tuesday, the plane crash has been identified as accidental, but the cause of the crash is still unknown. The investigation is still ongoing. While officials work to piece together what happened, those who knew the victims have shared memories and offered condolences. Uh, 22 News has a whole list of people offering condolences yeah. uh, up on their their website. Uh Remember that car that uh, got stuck in the trees in Longmeadow last week? I do. A car crash in Longmeadow last Thursday left memory wondering how it got lodged between a group of trees 10 feet above the ground. Around 7.45 p.m. on Thursday, dispatchers received a call for a car crash near the intersection of Converse and Redfern Drive. Firefighters found the vehicle, a 2019 Hyundai Tucson, lodged approximately 10 feet in the air after striking a group of trees. Two people were inside the vehicle at the time were unharmed in the incident. Following an investigation, Longmeadow Police Chief Robert Stocks. Oh, that's the guy from Unsolved Mysteries, wasn't it? No, 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 Steve. That's Robert Stack. Are you sure? I'm positive. All right. The Hyundai was traveling uh, north on Redfern Drive when the driver failed to make a turn at the upcoming intersection with Converse Street. Did speed have a factor? <laughs> How did this car get up in the trees tonight? On unsolved mysteries. You know, um, do you know, uh, do you know Redfern Drive in Longmeadow? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So, uh, so you know that it is a densely populated residential neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, so you're probably not going to see too many cars going beyond 25, 30 miles an hour, right? Right. If it's not a real long road, maybe you can, maybe you reach up to 30 miles an hour. To launch a car 10 feet into the, into the air, into trees, means you would have to be hauling ass down Redfern Drive yeah, to, to loft yeah. yourself to that degree. Now, I, I, I'm no, I'm no uh, you know, recreationist. I, I'm, no, yeah. uh, I'm no physicist. But it's just a guess that you have to go a little bit higher than the posted speed limit to get that high up in a tree. Well, uh, Chief Robert Stack said the... Uh Cause of the crash was due to excessive speeding and lack of knowing the area by the driver. The driver will be cited for speeding, failure to stop at a stop sign, and marked lane violation. Simultaneously, in West Springfield, an eagle was shot with a rifle. Do are these two incidents connected? Tonight, 
on Unsolved Mysteries. I didn't know Robert Stack was uh, the police chief in Longmeadow. I thought he died years ago. The things you learn. Well, hey, uh, you learn something new every day, don't you? Uh, electrical. The uh, Springfield Fire Department was sent to 59 Woodruff Street for a house fire on Tuesday. Uh, according to the fire department, the one occupant is now without a home after the and the fire is being as, after the fire and is now being assisted by the Red Cross. Sorry. Now, then they sing to Commissar. Don't turn around. Yeah. Uh oh. The commissars in town. Yeah, that's the one. What's uh? Wh- where are you going with that one? After the fire. Oh, after. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I, I always go for a smoke from a kitchen fire. That's the oh, it's Townsend, Townsend band. band. Yeah. I like that one. Uh, it was electrical and malfunction. It's electric. Boogie woogie 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 woogie. That's too many boogie woogies. Hey, I'll tell you what. The other day we were uh, we were driving uh, through uh, the town of Wilbraham. On Stony Hill Road, well, on our way look, to look at you, Mister Big Bucks. <laughs> You're damn right. Yeah. Oh, we were on our way to Ludlow oh, for, I, for breakfast. Okay. All right, I can see that. So uh, we're we're uh, we're driving down Stony Hill Road, and uh, we see a power line down, and it's causing a fire. Ooh, yeah, it's like it's on fire. It's kind of cool, isn't it? When you see that, scary. Well, but I cool. mean, it's kind of scary because you know if uh, someone would actually say like get out of the car to grab it they'd probably kill themselves so we pull over see and we call 911 and i thought this was really interesting we called 911 and the dispatcher said your caller number four we already know about the down power line at wilbraham oh look at that they're taking like, calls. oh man i wonder what would happen if i was the 10th caller or caller number nine. Oh yeah oh, you're caller a- number nine. Oh, oh you suck the caller 10 yeah i wonder if you win like a like a wilbraham t-shirt you get a patch for your shirt that says honorary Wilbraham police cadet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were the fourth people to uh, to call in to 911. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Uh, see? Uh, at least everybody's calling. See, this is why I don't even bother calling. Somebody else will do it. See, but that's the kind of attitude that people take. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people just don't act. So, I mean, how do you know that there would have been three other people before you? What uh, What is your threshold of getting involved? Ooh, I don't like. I like getting involved, uh, uh, kind of uh, peripherally. I don't want to get yeah. too involved. That's what I'm saying. But, I, but I'm not against calling nine one one when necessary. I guess if it's a safety issue for everybody, you'd call nine one one. Yeah, I mean, like if I if there's a chance I may get shot in the face, yeah. with a gun, I don't want to get involved. Or let's just say two people are going at it uh, fisticuffs. Yeah, back and forth. All right. Uh, if if there's a chance that I might. Take a punch, yeah, to the face. I'm not gonna get involved. Yeah, I'm the, I'm more of the observer on that one. Yeah, and I am more of the not my pig, not my farm mentality. Yes. That. Yeah. I mean, if I'm like say indoors, second floor, and I see this out the window, like there's a fist of cuffs going on outside my yeah. uh, my house or office, then I'll call because I don't have to identify myself other than to say, am I caller four? Am I the tenth caller? Where do I stack up in the 911 call? But that's as far as I go. Uh, where public schools? Where public schools? Their public schools. Was one of the only school districts in our area that did not go with a snow day on Tuesday. 
Good How for them. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, District paraprofessional Karen Crapo said, "I was really surprised. I never experienced us going to us going to work driving in these conditions since I've ever worked here. So I was a bit surprised." Uh, Crapo has been a paraprofessional with Ware Public Schools for over ten years, and she said, this is the first time she's ever had to commute from work, commute home from work in conditions like the ones experienced on Tuesday. An early dismissal was called after the district decided to go forward with the school day despite the snow. Western Mass News spoke to uh, Superintendent uh, Michael Lovato. Oh, Demi's dad? That yes. Demi Lovato's dad? That's correct. Uh, about the decision, and he told us uh, safety is, is always his top priority, but there are other challenges at play when calling a snow day. I'm very lucky I have sick leave, and a lot of our families don't. So, you know, when we have a snow day, what they did do with their kids, what they did do with their, what they do with their work, what, what do they do with work? Oh, so we have to take that into consideration. Everybody's got to get yeah. the schoolwork in. How convenient, though, this fell after a three-day weekend. Yes. So you extended a three-day weekend into a four-day weekend. No. They, How convenient. They went to school. Yeah, but everybody else did. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like all these other school systems that, that well, squeezed like, out a four-day you know, four weekend. I mean, sc- you know, where showed up. That shows the that shows you the kind of rugged people they are over there. See, Gateway canceled, but they probably didn't really need to because it was only it was an early dismissal. It was a half day anyway. Yeah. So the, the thing that bothers me is the how long it goes into the summer. You know, if you keep taking days and you keep taking them off, true, you're not you're going to have to go to school longer. Last year they didn't get out of school until the 22nd of June. Yeah, that's a that's a bit late. Well, because they had all these snow days, right? Which we didn't even have any snow last year. This year, we yeah, they're like they, they were like a present like presumption type of uh, yeah. cancellation based. Listen, the kids in the wear system need all the help they can get. Yeah, but if you ever seen a kid uh, in school when it's like a really bright, sunshiny day, or if there's snow outside, he could be playing in. That kid's not going to learn anything. No, of course not. He's going to want to be outside and playing. He wants to be home watching cartoons like most normal kids do. So you're saying when you're sitting in school, you're just daydreaming out the window of all the snow sledding you could be doing? That's what I used to do. I used to do that from December until February every school year. Kids don't do that anymore, though. They don't go sledding anymore? Yeah, my kid did yesterday. She's getting to the uh, the age where she's not really... It's going to... It's going to be non-existent soon. Man, I used to go outside because we had like uh, these kind of hilly type of parts of our yard. Yeah. And I would I, I would uh, I would pull out that sled every single day and I would be sliding down the, the front yard all the time. Until that one time I hit a tree right in the face and then that's the that's the end of that. Was it uh, your George of the Jungle uh, impression that yes. you were doing? Yeah. Exactly what happened. Had a big had a big raspberry in my coconut for a couple of days. That's not good. No, Did it you wasn't. go to the doctor? Doctors, please. You might have a brain bleed. I was like 10. Yeah. I've probably recovered. Yeah. Well, this is maybe this is why you mix up the time all the time, because it was from that incident, the raspberry on your head when you were 10. Listen, if, if that'll garner at least an uh, inch of sympathy, I'll take it. Yeah. I'm brain damaged. We already knew. <laughs> Halfway through January, we've already got our first massive scandal. The record for world's oldest dog might be bogus. Guinness certified the record last January and said a dog in Portugal named Bobby was over 30 years old. Sadly, he passed away in October, supposedly at the age of 31. 
but Bobby's legacy might forever be tarnished after Guinness just announced the record is now under review. His owner, a guy named Lionel Costa, had a vet submit documentation that Bobby was born May 11th of 1992, meaning he died at 31 years and 165 uh, days old. But Bobby passed away. After he passed away, people started questioning those credentials. He was a type of livestock guardian dog called Raffiero do Alento. Uh, they uh, usually live 12 to 14 years, so 31 would be twice that. People also claim photos taken of him in 1999 show a dog with slightly different colored paws. Uh, a council member at the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons in England was pretty blunt when asked about it. Quote, not a single one of my colleagues believe Bobby was actually 31 years old. Hmm. Guinness put out a statement saying a formal review is underway. They've temporarily paused the records for oldest living dog and oldest dog ever until they get this all ironed out. If Bobby's record does get nullified, it would go back to an Australian cattle dog named Bluey. She was born in 1910 and lived to be 29 and a half. Hmm. I'm looking at a picture of uh, a Bobby. Handsome dog. Very good handsome. looking dog. Doesn't look 31, though. No, he doesn't look any a day older than like 10. He's like one of those uh, ladies who uh, turns 30 and then says, It's my 29th birthday again. Yeah, I don't think a dog does that. I, mean, I don't think a dog even knows it's his birthday. You don't think a dog uh, pretends that he's uh, younger than what he is? No, no, no. Really, I'm seven. I think my dog tends to forget how old he is because yeah. he's almost 11 years old. I don't think he I don't think he always understands that he's an old boy because he'll still run like his ass is on fire sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He still gets those uh, those zoomies every now and then when yeah. he's running around the room. But that's just like any elderly person. Didn't your uh, didn't your dad just run a marathon last week? No, not not even close. All right. Well, I'm just saying that people have bursts of energy all the time and, uh, you know, uh, you, they surprise you. Right. Moments of clarity. You're a Pioneer Valley forecast today. Mix of sun and clouds with a high of 25. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 27. It is 16 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 651, and the Eagles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 25. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 27. It is 16 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, if you uh, miss any part of the Bax and Nagel show, don't worry. It's not a big deal. You, you're you not uh, you're not lost forever. You can always check out the daily podcast uh, brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. And while you're at it, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week is Neil Story. The former head of press for Island Records, he's just finished editing the first of a multi-volume series of books entitled The Island Book of Records. The first volume is called 1959 to 1968. It's an amazing story about uh, a, a record company that uh, you know brought reggae to the rest of the world. They had everybody from Traffic to U2 to uh, you know Bob Marley to King Crimson. It's an amazing story, an amazing company. You'll be able to hear that on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. So wheat. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I'm looking forward to it. Are you saying that, or are you really, really looking forward to it? I'm just trying it? to help you sell the sizzle, okay? Okay. That's, yeah, uh, no, that's fine. That's what I, uh, I, I want to do. No, I appreciate I that. Uh, a Florida man. Do we need to say more? <laughs> is accused of throwing a beer can at people speeding in his neighborhood and then firing three shots out of his AR-15. Uh, if you have uh, audio, here's the sheriff talking about what had occurred. 
A dude speeds past his house, at least he said he did, and he throws a beer can at him. And then he goes down there and confronts them about speeding in the neighborhood, to which he says, I'm going to go get my 15. He comes out with his rifle, and the dude shoots three times, once in the air, twice in the ground. So he's locked up in the county jail. Aggravated assault, felonies, over speeders. Uh, couldn't you just solve this with one of those neon green signs that the thing looks like a turtle telling you to slow down? No. <laughs> I've never seen that uh, thing with an AR-15 in his hand. You know, maybe like a like a stress ball would be good to maybe like calm you down in times of high stress. Isn't it funny how people will like stick to something? Like this guy's, you know, his his MO was like, you know what? No more speeders in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And he's throwing beer... You're wasting perfectly good beer. That's, you know, that itself yeah. should be a, a, a felony charge. And you're wasting ammo. You didn't even do anything with the bullets. You threw, you shot two in, one in the sky and two in the ground, and God knows where that bullet's going to come down. At least even the ones in the ground, it's not like you can use them again. No. You've spent them. They're done. I just, what a waste. Uh, I, I, I don't understand people's uh, belief systems here, like how this is going to fix that. You know, some people just don't have the ability Steve, to mind their own damn business. If I want to speed because I've got some place to be, that's my business. Yeah. That's my business. I own these roads. It's my business. You know it's not your business to tell me to slow down. You don't like it? Turn away. You're better off throwing a beach ball out in the middle of the road. Yeah. You're right. You know what I mean? You're not losing a... It's not the like the, the, the costly loss of a beer. No. And then you could have been like, this could have been a kid. You killed my beach ball. You know that that mentality. Yeah, but you but you you know but a beach ball doesn't you, you can't really throw it very quickly. Yeah, you because know, it uh, it slows down. Yeah, but quickly. you just roll it out in the street. By the time that car gets there, it's gonna hit it. Yeah, but see, you gotta you gotta wait for it to come. It's like uh, I, I don't know if you could hit the car with a beach ball. It's very right, difficult. Now, now you're screwing up my scenarios. I, no, I, it's I, a good I, scenario. I just don't know if it's if it's yeah you know, it's thought out completely. I just uh, that's very Florida of this man to do that. Sit Waste there. a gun and perfectly good ammo. Yeah, and beer. You're throwing beer away. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I wonder what kind of beer it was. In Florida, probably not a very high quality one. Schaefer. Right. The one beer to have when somebody's going over the posted speed limit. Schlitz. <laughs> Which brings me to my favorite joke again. Yeah. Why don't, why don't women drink beer at the beach? I don't know, Steve. Because they get sand in their schlitz. Yeah, yeah. What was that? What? I don't know. You did the show open? Uh, I don't know what the hell I just did. Yes, I hit think, the wrong one. I think that uh, that raspberry you got on your head when you were 10 years old is really coming to full circle here. You might be right, yeah, Steve. Yeah, there you go. It's 656 on Rock 102. Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I hate to pour salt into old wounds for my Dallas Cowboy-loving friends, but I simply cannot help myself. As you know, the Dallas Cowboys, with all their unrealistic expectations and alleged potential, are going to be home this weekend licking their wounds and wondering how it all went so wrong. Yes, they were roundly manhandled by the much younger Green Bay Packers, who as a result of the Cowboys' ineptitude became the first seventh seed to win a game in the postseason. But make no mistake, I don't personally enjoy kicking Dallas fans when they're already down. I know they feel plenty of shame and humiliation without a guy like me poking the fire to their very public embarrassment. And yet, 
again, I cannot seem to help myself. Now, you might say, okay, Baxi, so what's going to happen when the Packers, if the Packers lose to the 49ers on Saturday? How cocky are you going to be then? To which I would say, they just beat the Dallas Cowboys on national TV in Dallas. If it all ends this weekend, they still wound up beating Dallas. And if that's as good as it gets, I'll be perfectly fine with that. Now, it's being reported that Dallas head coach Mike McCarthy is scheduled to meet with Cowboys owner Jerry Jones this week to talk about what happened. Now, I'm a fairly imaginative fella. How do you think that conversation's gonna go? You're at home, you're favored to win, you're the most valuable franchise in all the sports. Everybody, and I mean everybody, on the Fox pregame show picked you to win. Terry, Gronk, Howie, Strahan, all of them. You had every expectation going your way, and yet you got beaten by the youngest team in the NFL, the very team that Mike McCarthy used to coach. And yet they're playing in the divisional round of the playoffs, and you're stuck in Jerry Jones' office, listening to a red-faced tirade from an 81-year-old billionaire whose team hasn't gotten to a Super Bowl in 29 years. Even saying those words out loud make me fully aroused. And you think I'm worried about what's going to happen with the 49ers? Please. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. When you have a cordless drill driver impact driver set you are able to leap tall buildings in a single bound or at least have enough power to build almost anything go to rocky save 50 to 60 dollars of the impact driver set dewalt or craftsman with your ace rewards card at rocky's ace hardware i'm back that's my view from the couch rock 102 springfield's classic rock at 710 and def leopard with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds and a high of 25 today. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 27. It is 16 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, um, I am uh, I do a, a fair share of grocery shopping uh, and other shopping too. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm 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 usually the guy that goes. I when I see like a like a grocery store, for example, and there's only like two or three. Uh, you know, cash registers open and everything mm-hmm. else is self-checkout. Yeah. If I got myself like a whole basket full of produce, you know, vegetables yeah. and fruits, I'm going to go to the register. I'm not yeah. going to the checkout, self-checkout. I'm not the guy that's going to be looking up, uh, you know, how much a pineapple is. But sometimes you have no choice. Sometimes you have no choice because the line of the register is like uh, ungodly long and, you know, who wants to be standing in that line forever? Uh, this whole self-checking uh, nightmare maybe finally ending retailers are starting to figure out hey you know what maybe this wasn't such a good idea after all uh, a report in uh, gizmodo.com talks about how some retailers are scaling back primarily because of uh, of uh, theft mm-hmm. in 2023 target restricted self-checkout kiosks in some stores to 10 items or less walmart pulled the machines out of a number of locations altogether uh, Booths, a British grocery chain, they're feeling this too. Abandoned self-checkout entirely. Dollar General made enormous bets on self-checkout in 22, but recently announced that the project flopped. And on a uh, earnings call uh, last month, Dollar General uh, CEO Todd Vasso said that the retailer is planning to increase the number of employees in the store, particularly in the checkout area, as a major reversal of uh, checkout strategy. You know what? It's about time that somebody realized that this isn't working out the way they thought it was going to work out. And the thing that really gets me mad about it is that you've condensed the, you, you put in all these machines at all these stores, yet 
the price hasn't gone down on any of the items. Hell no. I, and and you're still charging people for for reusable shopping bags or or even paper bags if you're going to go that route. It just seems like a a scam, a big giant scam. It's a big phony scam. <laughs> and here's the thing that uh, is pretty startling. Uh, the biggest problem is theft, like I told you about. But not only is it easy to steal from self-checkout machines, it can be hard not to steal from them. Shoppers are reportedly 21 times more likely to sneak items past machines than human cashiers. But consumers also constantly steal unintentionally because the self-checkout process can be so cumbersome. Mm-hmm. One in five shoppers reported that they've accidentally stolen items during the self-checkout in a survey from the lending tree, one in seven said they stolen from a self-checkout on purpose. Accidentally. Accidentally on purpose. But you know what? Um, it's it's not, I, I can understand. I mean, I'm not a, the kind of guy that's going to steal like a whole bag of uh, uh, of onions because, uh, you know, I'm mm-hmm. crazy about onions and I want to, you know, I'm going to jack the man. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, it's like, I hate the process of self, self-checkout. I don't like it. I would much rather well, have a highly qualified, well-trained, 17-year-old kid check me out. It depends on how many items you have. And if I'm going in there for three items, I'm going to use the self-checkout because sure. I'm not standing in line waiting for you know, these people to bag up the groceries. and That's all good and fine. But if I have like, you know... A significant amount of groceries, then I will go to the uh, self checkout. Or if uh, you had my experience at Aldi's uh, a few weeks ago, there was a ton of people there. Yeah, and actually, it was it was the weekend before the last snowstorm, so the Saturday before the Sunday snow came. Mm-hmm. There was a ton of people inside the Aldi's, obviously all eating up the bread and milk, and. Uh, there was a. I'm standing in line waiting for the for the grocer, you know, for the cashier there. But the there's self checkout machines at the very front of the store, you know, oh, beyond yeah. those yeah. those things. And you know, yes, I have like probably a hundred dollars worth of groceries. And the lady goes, "Oh yeah, there's a, there's one up open up front." And I said, "Okay." And I'm looking around, going, "Would anybody like to go to that before I, you know, hog my way to the front of the line?" And uh, n- nobody responded. I don't know why people tense up; they don't want to answer. Right? No, would have been simple enough. Did they understand what you were trying to tell them? And one woman goes, "There ain't no effing way I'm going to self checkout." Yeah, All right. I know. Yeah. See, people. I don't think people really enjoy it. Even if it, even if they're twenty one percent, you know, twenty one times more likely to get free items. You talk about stealing. These stores are the ones that are stealing from you. When they ask you at the end, "Would you like to round up and I'll, we'll donate this money, and we'll get the tax credit for it?" <laughs> like, don't and, do that. And your twenty five cents will earn you that, nothing. That, that whole thing is a giant scam. Because you're not benefiting from that at all. Yeah. It's the only people that are benefiting from it is the company that is making the donation on your behalf. So they collect all this money, and then they give a million-dollar donation to, like, let's say, the American Heart Association. Oh, yeah, we gave a million dollars to the American Heart Association. We didn't actually give it. Our customers did. Yeah. And we get the tax write-off for it. Yeah. We asked you for 25 additional cents for the 25% markup of all the food you bought. You know, and that was a thing that was started because of the coin shortage. You remember the coin shortage that we all heard about? Yeah. Well, guess what? That's over. 
There is no coin shortage anymore. That's not even re- that's not even a real thing anymore. Listen, a single quarter can get twenty five people shopping at Aldi's. Well, yeah, actually, you could. Uh, but to go back to the self checkout machines, I had heard a story from a retailer who, uh, because this guy, this guy was stealing stuff left and right. He was he was go he would go shopping, buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But then you know sneak out uh, a thing or two through uh, self checkout. Self checkout, leaving it under the cart. You know that kind of behavior because mm-hmm. it's easy to do. Once you figure out you can do it, it's easy to do. And this guy. Stole about $700 worth of stuff, from what I remember. I Over was, the course of time. Over the course of uh, okay. less than a year, right? All right. $700 worth of stuff. However, when they looked at his uh, his uh, savings card, he was a $12,000 a year shopper. So he spent a lot of money there. So they didn't uh, they didn't arrest him or they didn't uh, charge him with anything. They sent their security team over to his house because they have all his information and they said, listen, if you're going to keep doing this, we're going to call the police. Otherwise, stop doing it. And because the cost of doing business with this guy right. is still greater than the loss that they're yeah. receiving from the items that they're that's going out the door. Yeah, they prosecuted them. They'd be losing a perfectly good customer. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, this whole, <laughs> this whole thing is like, it doesn't make a lot of sense, like how they figure out. This is going to be the best business model for us if we yeah. put all these self-checkout machines at the front. You know, not for nothing, but um, we have this really perverse belief that technology is great. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's just it's just not. This is like one of those things, uh, these technological advances that companies thought, oh, we are going to be saving so much money not having to spend minimum wage for some kid out yeah. of high school to be bagging groceries. You know, people can do it themselves. They thought they're going to save all kinds of money. You're talking about that kind of uh, that kind of loss, yeah, and the inconvenience to people because no one really likes doing it. No one says, "Man, I really love scan, I really love scanning cans." I do only to get out of the store faster because if I again, if I only have three items, I'm not going to wait in line while somebody else has got you know 50 items. Yeah, but how many? Because this happens to me all the time. Yeah. How does it? How many times does it happen where you got something that won't scan? And you got to have uh, someone look up yeah. the price, or you know, there's a problem, and you got to have that one, you know, the the whole monitor fix fix the problem. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that reminded me of uh, when I was in Florida. I think I think it was Florida. It was down south somewhere. It was a Circle K gas station. Right. And they got it was South Carolina. That's where it was. And they have the the Circle K gas station, and they have like two employees working there. It's this huge Circle K. It's like you know a pretty busy one for the island of Hilton Head down there. And they have uh, pretty much anything you could want in in, in the, that this big Circle K. But they also so they have two employees, and then they have these two machines that they boast about going. Just put your items down on it. It'll scan everything, and you just walk away. You know, you pay, and you walk away. But there's always somebody there helping you do that because nobody really understands how this thing is actually working. Yeah. So now you have two extra employees, or you still have the two employees that are supposed to be ringing at the register are now taking or babysitting this system because people don't understand how it works, and then you can't even buy everything with it. So if you wanted to buy cold medicine – 
that's a red flag. That puts up a red flag, you know, saying, hey, make sure this person is over the age of 18 buying cold medicine. Right. You can't buy tobacco. You can't buy liquor without having somebody to come over and check all that stuff for you. So what's the point of having the machine if you already got an employee that is working through this thing, now taking the time away from the customers he should be ringing up and helping the idiot who can't figure out how yeah. this machine works. Now, if, if the idea of having those machines was to save money on having to hire employees, but you still have to have a dedicated employee working around yeah. the entire, you know, your, your, all business hours to make sure that people can get through this uh, the entire time, uh, then what's the point? How much are you exactly. really saving? That's what I'm, I'm, you got you got money going out the door for, for on items that were being stolen, and then you've got to still dedicate an employee to watch everybody, and you still have to maintain the machines. Yeah. It, I don't understand where this is saving anybody anything. I read an article about a, a month ago saying how you know before this article reared its ugly head to damage the self checkout industry, right? But they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna put cameras under the uh, you know. Some stores have these, like, things to detect if there's something under your cart. So and they're scanning stuff underneath you. It'll it'll alert the it'll alert the ringleader at the at the self checkout kiosk to have to come over and make sure it reminds you to scan the item that you're trying to sneak out of the store unnoticed. It's it, it really it's it's counterproductive to what it is meant to do. Exactly, Stupid. it needs to be finished. Dumb. It's 722 on Rock 102. GG. 733 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thanks, Bax. A uh, cruise in Hamden responded to a single vehicle crash on Tuesday afternoon. According to the Hamden Fire Department, firefighters were dispatched to the area of Wilbraham Road and Pondview Drive for a car crashing into a pole. Officials confirmed to uh, uh, confirmed to injuries reported. Is that what is that a good line? Um, Officials confirmed to injuries reported. Two yeah. injuries reported. Yeah, no, or confirmed T-O. that injuries were reported. Uh, you know what? Who knows? Yeah, we're we're a learning uh, market around here. We're just learning how to. <laughs> you would think that yeah. that would be. Something people would know. The public is advised to drive safely due to the icy conditions and slippery roads. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty icy out yesterday. Sure, it was driving home. Oh that yeah, took me a long time. That took me like uh, a little over an hour. Usually about forty-five minutes. Uh, it didn't take me that you know, that long to get home. The, the roads uh, in East London and Hampton were not that bad. I didn't think. No, but uh, you know. Uh, they were bad elsewhere, and you only live like six minutes from here. So I live six miles, Steve. It's actually like twelve minutes if I'm going the post. Oh, I'm speed sorry. Line. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. It's a very long commute. Wrong. A uh, car crash in Longmeadow last Thursday left many wondering: How did that car get lodged between a group of trees ten feet above the ground? Didn't you say it that way? I said exactly the same thing. I said, how did that car get lodged up in the trees 10 feet off the ground? Around uh, 7.45 p.m. on Thursday, dispatchers received a call for a car crash near the intersection of Converse and Redfern Drive. Firefighters found the vehicle, a 2019 Hyundai Tucson, lodged approximately 10 feet in the air after striking a group of trees. Two people were inside the vehicle at the time uh, and were unharmed in the incident. Following an investigation, uh, Longmeadow Police Chief Robert Stacks 
Robert Stacks. Yeah, said the Hyundai was uh, traveling north on Redfern Drive when the driver failed to make a turn at the upcoming intersection with Converse Street. I believe we have uh, more uh, from him. A car in Longmeadows traveling on Redfern Drive. <laughs> right through the intersection of Converse Street. How did this car get suspended 10 feet up in the air? For every mystery, someone somewhere knows the answer. Perhaps that person is watching tonight. Perhaps that person is you. Join me as perhaps you may be able to help solve a mystery. Unsolved Longmeadow Mysteries with Robert Chief Robert Stacks. Now, the people in the car, you said there were two people? Yeah. They were not injured. They were not injured. What do you think that conversation was like? Oh, my God! How do we get down? You had to go fast, didn't you? You had to go. You had to be in a rush. Yeah. Now look at us. We're stuck in a tree. The uh, the, driver's, the driver was cited uh, for speeding, failure to stop at a stop sign, and a marked lane violation. But what will happen in court? Find out on Traffic Court. Unsolved Mysteries, right here in Longmeadow. <laughs> Meanwhile, a car spun <laughs> off the road in Holyoke. Do are these two incidents related? A car hits a pole in Wilbraham at the exact same time, five days later. Maybe you can help solve tonight's mystery on Unsolved Mysteries. What a, I, don't, I don't really know if it was. What a dumb, dumb, dumb show this is. Oh, man. I, I For a while, I thought I couldn't get dumber. And then, it ter- as it turns out, almost a year later. Oh, yeah. And here we are. Here we are. A uh, proposed project to build a warehouse in Westfield has generated some local concern. Dozens filled City Hall Tuesday night addressing their concerns about the proposal to the Westfield Planning Board. Many fear the facility and nearly 1,200 trucks going to and from will create pollution and additional traffic. There is also a concern that 1.4 million square feet will be built on water resource protection zones protecting the aquifer drinking water. The uh, Well, yeah, but uh, what about all the people urinating in that water after drinking their 12-pack of Natty Daddies after enjoying you, a day on Hampton Ponds? You can filter out that stuff. Or the guy that uh, accidentally got too drunk and left his uh, gas uh, can leaking into the uh, into the Hampton Ponds. There's all kinds of dangers out there. <laughs> Are you worried about a truck? Listen, you've been magnet fishing in that body of water. You know. I found a license plate in there. Really? Yeah. Huh. Figure out whose it was? I don't think... Did we... We didn't. We never were able to pull it up. There, magnet fishing is only good for things that are magnetic. The cheap piece of crap license plates are not made out of metal yeah. that will uh, attract a magnet to it. You need one of them uh, claw things like yeah. you would find it's like a like a Chuck E. Cheese or something. Like the claw. Yeah, the yeah. claw. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, the project Falcon Landing is a 524,000 square foot distribution facility on a 126 acre site between Falcon Drive and North Road, also known as 202. The plan is to just have our 360 parking spaces and 320 trailer spaces. It has several twists and turns. There are sections. There is almost no visibility. 300 feet up the road It's one of the most dangerous sections of roadway, said Sue McFarlane, president of the Hampton Pond Association. 
It'll be more congested, uh, more problematic, especially with the school nearby and residences, says Simon Brigenti, the owner uh, uh, of Landon Air Consultants. A tenant has not secured the site at this time, but the warehouse will still go up if one is not secured before construction pending approves. So, All right. hey, stop doing that out in Westfield there. You're bringing in, uh, you're turning it into an industrial zone. It's going to look like it's going to be the New Jersey of Western Massachusetts with all that uh, <laughs> stuff you got going on there. Well, they already have uh, places in Westfield uh, designated for industrial use. Yeah, and uh, Service Star Industrial Way yeah. is where all, most of those, like the Home Depot and the Schwans and the, all kinds of well, other stuff. Well, that's what I was over. thinking. Yeah. Well, they they need more space. They don't need more space. They got plenty of space. They're trying to turn Westfield into the armpit around here, and we're not going to let it happen. These what? waters are dirty just with the people that live here already. <laughs> the everyday residents are doing what they can to keep this water unsafe for all of us. Hampton Ponds is kind of dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I wouldn't be drinking from it. I don't know. I mean, uh, if you're buying waterfront property out there, just to prove something to everybody else. I don't know. Yeah, waterfront waterfront property is still more valuable even if it's a a polluted gross body of yeah, water. It's, it's kind of kind of a dirty. Well, it might not be dirty. It might like you know, they do water testing on it or something. It might be just under the threshold of something yeah. contaminant and dangerous. I mean, you have to understand. Yeah, I, I haven't lived in Westfield in like 28 years. Yeah. So it, it's hard for me to remember exactly you know, what bodies of water I may have relieved myself in. It's, I mean, it's a long time ago. And I'm sure there are no remnants uh, of any part of me in any of those wa- uh, waterways. I'm just saying there's the dirtier things that are probably put in there by some of the residents around Hampton Ponds and there any tractor trailer truck is going to do to you. Perhaps. You've uh, probably seen this guy a lot if you follow lottery winners in Massachusetts, but how is he winning so many prizes? Last week, a $1 million scratch ticket was sold at a big Y in Southbridge and claimed by David Spillane. Oh, is he related to uh, Mickey Spillane? Oh, yeah, Mickey Spillane. And you never read that Mike Hammer series? Yeah, right. Uh, Anyway, Spillane isn't the actual winner, but the trustee representing the winner. In fact, in 2023, Spillane accepted more than 15 lottery winnings for his clients. So why is David Spillane claiming all the tickets? In the state of Massachusetts, when a large lottery prize is won, it's required to be identified to the public when you claim the winnings. However, an increasing popular choice to get around this is to claim the winnings through a trust. A trust is allowed to accept the winnings because the trust is the legal title holder of the property, the lottery ticket in this case. Lottery winners can hire a trust to claim the prize for them and keep their identity a secret. However, this does not come at a cost. Costs will vary depending on which lawyer you go through. There has been a large increase in people choosing to claim a lottery prize through a trust over the years to hide their identity when they win a lot of money. This way, their friends and even family members won't even know they're the winner until they come around in that new vehicle, of course. You know, I just don't understand that. What? If I win the lottery, okay, and and that's likely to not happen. I've just resigned myself to that. But Uh let's just say, hypothetically, I win. I don't want you people to know I've won. Well, this is you'd be, why you the, the, you'd be the last people I want. I wouldn't want to tell you. But how much? Okay, you win a million dollars on the scratch ticket, but we yeah. already know right away when you say I don't want the uh, the annuitized version of this million dollars. I just want the money right now. So yeah. then, all of a sudden, they psh, 
slash three four hundred thousand dollars right off the top of that. You now have got six hundred thousand dollars. You still haven't been taxed on it yet. Right. So then you get taxed on it. So what does that leave you with? They tax it like thirty three percent. Right. So what? You you're taking another two hundred thousand dollars or more off the top of that. Right. So now you're down to four hundred thousand. How much do you got to pay this lawyer to go and uh, well, that's, that's hand the big check to? That's the, guy? the other part of my argument. It's like you know, I don't know if you know this, but sometimes lawyers can be greasy, money grubbing dirtbags. Never run into one of those before. It happens. I've uh, I've read stories, and uh, yeah, they're gonna jack you for a good portion. You know, for for at least a portion of your winnings. Seems to me it should be an option. To be anonymous without having to go through the rigmarole of all that uh, all that legality. I don't understand. I mean, I guess you're trying to not be. Well, I guess it doesn't matter though, because if you play, whether you're rich or not, if you play the lottery and you win, you're entitled to that money because you won. Yeah, but maybe that's what it is: is like to not let people know, like, oh, well, this guy's already got it. He's already got a couple million dollars in the bank. What the hell does he need that million dollars? I, I just don't see, you know, what great benefit it would be to like, you know, the Massachusetts State Lottery, for me to claim my big fat prize and and, yeah. uh, and identify myself to, into public. I don't, I don't want people to to know what I'm uh, worth. You should be you should be able to do it anonymously. Absolutely, but I, and, and with without any additional, uh, you know, effort. I either identify myself or choose not to identify myself. I think I, most people would choose not to. I just want to know how much you're giving away to the lawyer. I wouldn't mind doing that because if I won a big prize, I would definitely try to hide it right. and not tell anybody. Well, let's say a lawyer charges you 10%. Right. 10% as a, as of an what? A, as an agent. Yeah. Well, is it, yeah, probably 10% of the full amount. Yeah, so now you're paying out what, uh Hundred thousand dollars, yeah, to a guy, yeah, forget it. For uh, a million, that's not even worth it. If maybe if you had, like that Mavis Wanzek, she didn't waste any time. She took that ticket and drove right up to Boston and cashed that ticket in by the time uh, right. before anybody could really tell who the winner was. Yeah, but look at what ha- what she's had to do. Yeah, she's had to uh, go into a complete obscurity Hiding, to yeah. to protect herself and her money, which I don't, I can't blame her for. You can't find Mavis Wanzek anywhere. She's she's not to answer no, but, her calls. But she's not answering her calls. But she also, you know, do you think that was a good move? Wouldn't you? With the amount be- that she won, I would. It had it been me, I would have done whatever I could to protect uh, my identity. Yeah, I I just you know, I just I that's what I would do. Even if it uh, amounted to paying you know gobs of money to a lawyer. I would have done it, but because because it's all a matter of scale. Yeah, but it's like she shouldn't have to do that. No, you no, know? you should be able to just not tell anybody. You know what? If if the state really wanted to make sure that they could promote that people are winning, they could tell you what store a, a, a winning lottery ticket was bought at. And they did. They said it was that. Remember when she won that big prize? It was a pride it, station. It was that pride station down by the old singing bridge there. And I got no problem with that because that actually helps the business. To have people believe that that's a winning store, it's a lucky store. Well, but the, but the actual winner you shouldn't have to identify themselves. It's no one's business. It's nobody's business but my own. That's right. And you know what? I would, uh, I would do things. I would, I would just pretend. Yeah. And then just walk around and. Uh, 
I watched this incredible documentary a while back of uh, of a guy living like a, like in the woods somewhere, uh, and he's outside and uh, he's hunting. He takes a gun, shoots at some animal. All of a sudden, he uh, he hits like a like an oil geyser. All right, so now uh, this guy is worth millions of dollars. And you know he's living. He's living in the in the hills, living in the, in the mountains. He's like a mountain guy. Mm-hmm. Had to move his entire family out of the mountains because everyone knows this guy in the, in their town. They want some of that. Yeah, so he moved the whole family over to uh, to Beverly Hills. And I'll tell you what, they stuck out like a sore thumb in that town. Why? Because they were not from the area. Because uh, they were like hillbillies. I think I, I think I saw this documentary. I think you're describing the plot line to the Beverly Hillbillies, which was a fictional TV show. Oh, you've seen it? Yes, I have. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, then, yeah. then I'm, I'm sorry for uh, for bringing it up. Yeah, but, Mr. Uh, Drysdale, he was uh, he was something else. That guy. Am I the only guy in the world who thought that Miss Jane Hathaway was kind of attractive in a in a, in a way? I believe you are the okay, only just, one. I'm just uh, just pointing that out. Are you sure? You're pointing now. that out, or you just want everybody to know that you, like... Uh, now that I'm standing alone on this island, I'm not so sure I should have said anything. Wow, you're like our Jared from Subway. You're hiding all these secrets of things you like. Well, you know. I like very, very plain women. Nobody knows. Well, you know, Steve. Yeah. I got a buddy. I got a buddy. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a uh, mix of sunny clouds. It's high at 25. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high at 27. It's 16 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 25. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 27. It is 14 right now in downtown Springfield. So uh, yesterday, we're giving, we we started giving away those Amazon Echo Pops. You, oh, yeah. You know, the code word Alexa. You know, we, for years, given away the e- Amazon Echo Dot. Now it's the Pop. I don't know what the difference is between the two, because I haven't quite finished the manual yet, but... Uh, Today, I'm going to give you a code word you'll have until noon today to enter that code word into rock102.com. If you do, you'll have your chance to win a uh, Amazon Echo Pop courtesy of Yingling Flight. So good luck with all of that. Today's code word, Steve, yeah. is the word, excuse me, Alexa. What? The word is Alexa. The very word of the product that you're giving away. Yes. Wow. Yesterday's word was something different. Yeah. Today's word is Alexa. You yep. have until noon to go to rock102.com. Enter for your chance to win. But yesterday's word was also related somehow to the item. Yes. Uh, I don't want to repeat that word because I don't want people to enter yesterday's word today, which would then by uh, would then therefore uh, eliminate them from contention. The word is it. Alexa. Uh, coming up after uh, 8 o'clock, uh, we'll talk about scandals, scandalous things that oh. happen. Uh, I watch a lot of TikTok now. Yeah. That's my, like, pastime. Sure. It's watching TikTok video. I'm learning all kinds of things, by the way. TikTok is like uh, today's Encyclopedia Britannica. I got so much to learn. I got recipes, and more importantly, I got gossip. I love gossip. You know, I don't know what uh, how this works out. There's obviously some sort of uh, algorithm, yeah, that uh, that's working on TikTok. So, like right now, and I don't even know why, I'm getting a lot of videos about UFOs and uh, and extraterrestrials. You know why? Why we were talking about it last week? Whatever you talk about, 
eventually will pop up in your For You page because the phone is listening to you. I know, but it, it's not even picking up stuff that I'm uh, uh, that I'm actually talking about in real life, like any of the other things that, uh, that I would like to talk about. I can't remember what it was. It was a couple of weeks ago we were talking about something, and all of a sudden my news feeds and all this other stuff was just loaded with the with the with whatever the subject was. Yeah. I, I hate that. I'm, I don't even know why I'm getting all this UFO stuff. We had one conversation oh. a couple weeks ago, and that's it? I know what it was. What? I keep getting these ads for, like, maternity stuff because we keep saying, I got a buddy who's into <laughs> pregnant chicks. So, like, the whole news feed is like, hey, do you have your diaper genie here? Do you have, you know, it's like all these items that are related to pregnancies. We need to start talking about stuff that we're actually interested in. Yeah, let's talk about horny hot chicks. Yeah, hot and yeah. horny housewives. Let's hear about that. Yeah. Like, come on, TikTok. Come let's on. Let's see what you come up with let's, now. Let's you go. It's 758 of Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, back in my day, we were covered in 35 feet of snow, felt temperatures of 100 degrees below zero, and we still had to walk all the way to the bus stop because two hour delays and school cancellations were for suckers. Frostbite, hypothermia, wind burn, those were some of our favorite wintertime activities, and we liked it that way. Today you have professional football teams postponing and rescheduling games because some delicate little buttercup might catch a chill. As many of you know, on Sunday, the NFL moved the wildcard playoff game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills to Monday because the city of Buffalo was slightly inconvenienced with what was referred to as an arctic blast of deadly snow and bitter cold. The result required fans to help shovel out Highmark Stadium in time for the Bills to crush the Steelers 31-17. Those people didn't care if it was 200 degrees below zero. They didn't care the stadium was under 37 feet of snow. They didn't care about the threat of gangrenous skin. That's because the people of Buffalo know how to handle these conditions. Same thing for this weekend as the city of Buffalo prepares for another three feet of snow this week as they get ready to face the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. Now, officials in Erie County, New York, are suggesting that people in the Buffalo area work from home and avoid being out in today's storm. But you can't just face Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs without a little outdoor practice. And so despite the out the warnings from elected officials, the Bills will be practicing this week because that's what you do for the playoffs. Now, I don't know about you people. I may not like this kind of weather, but when it comes to postseason football, I don't really need all of my fingers and toes. Even if it means advancing into the conference championship, I'd be more than willing to sacrifice a few of them for the team. But to hear these crybabies whine about the cold makes me want to puke. That's why God invented schnapps and the thermos. So suck it up, you little snowflakes. There's football about to happen, and I don't care how chilly Taylor Swift might be in her heated luxury suite. Now's the time to shake it off and play some football for the Knuckle Dragon Neanderthals that we are. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get a Stanley three-piece wood chisel set, 10 bucks. An Irwin quick grip heavy-duty one-handed bar clamp, 10 bucks. It's a 10-buck hand tool sale at Rocky's. Stanley Irwin hand tools, only 10 bucks all month long at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Kansas with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 25. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 27. It is 14 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, I'm a big TikTok guy now. 
Yeah. I watch TikTok a lot. I do. Uh, I do too. Uh, people send me videos all the time. I have to look at them. I have my own TikTok page. We have our TikTok page. I got a TikTok page. Everybody's got TikToks. If you're not TikToking, then you are not. Just you're just not uh, a part yeah. of today's society. But I, uh, I get, uh, I get involved in some of these stories. First of all, I hate when there's like parts two and three and you have to go searching for them and, you know, I don't like that. Yeah. You know what else I don't like? I like when uh, someone's making something, like uh, something delicious. Yeah. And they want, and and, and it's uh, this woman's voice that says, uh, tell me where you're watching this from so I may send you more more videos and great recipes. No, no, no. I don't do that. I have that. Uh, I have that other lady that pops up every once in a while, going, "You were meant to watch this video." You ever have that lady? Yeah. If you don't hit like, you will never see this again. This uh, there's no TikTok algorithm. This just popped up, and I'm meant to talk to you. And then she tells you something. Uh, I don't know. Something yeah, I know. philosophical or something. But I do like the drama of TikTok. There's this uh, one lady that I stumbled across the other day. Her name is Lacey Jane. Right. Okay. She's got this whole channel dedicated to the story about how uh her husband or ex-husband now slept with her mother what yeah she goes it's actually a pretty interesting i mean it's like shockingly interesting really she talks about how she got married to this guy and then their mother lived in their house right Uh huh. and she always thought something was kind of going on but didn't really you know uh, put two and two together right and uh so this guy uh and this gal start fighting with each other a lot right so they decide uh, okay her mother move eventually moves out down the street she she buys a house down the street her okay. mother moves into the house now the husband and wife are fighting all the time so the wife says you know what maybe we need to take a break from each other why don't you go live in my mother's house and my mother will come live here? You know, try to try to uh, iron it, you know, because they got but kids. Doing a swap. It. Well, they got kids and stuff. They, right. they want to make this uh, nice and uh, smooth as they possibly can. Respectable, I guess. Right? I guess. So then he goes and lives in the mom's house. The mom is now living with her and she's having a great time. And then, uh, you know, because they're reconnecting with each other. Right. Until the mother says, hey, you know what? <sighs> Your husband's cheating on you. And she's like, eh, it's with all these women. And she's like, you know, saying, uh, you know, you really need to watch out for this guy and blah, 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 blah. So then this lady says, she, and then the mother says, don't tell him that I told you that. You right. Know, that kind of thing. But this lady, uh, if you were to receive that kind of information, you would probably confront the other person almost immediately. Perhaps, yes. So that's what she did, and she went to the husband, you know, where the husband was staying at the mother's house and said, hey, listen, uh, my mother just told me everything. And then he proceeds to admit to this affair that he's been having with the mother the entire time, even though that wasn't what she was really presenting him. So she didn't know anything about her mom. No. He just knew that he was cheating on on her with her mom? Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm following, I've, I've been following this saga of uh you know this was years ago this happened like 10 years ago yeah and uh she keeps giving updates on this people write her and say well, show us a picture of your mom 
Well, I don't even I, think that's the point, really. No, I mean, the fact of the matter does, is your husband is is, uh, is having relations with your mother? Yeah, I know. That's that's the pretty scandalous part. There. That's a very scandalous part. Now, it got me thinking about other scandalous stories I've heard in my life. Yeah. And I remember uh, there was a there was a kid who I was very good friends with in high school. Uh, nice kid. He, uh, his family was, were, were great people. They yeah. lived in this big giant house that was like part of the underground railroad. Like there, there was a, it, it, it was like a, it was like a former rich person's house. They were not rich. They just happened to have this house in their family or something, but they had like servants quarters and you know, the whole mm-hmm. thing was like, you know, kind of laced out and then they had the little hideaways down the basement to show the underground railroad part, which was kind of cool, you know? Always having a great time with this family. Parents were nice people. They uh, they had several children that were, they had older children. Like, you know, my friend who was probably 16 or 17 at the time, siblings were like 28, you know. There was a gap. Big right. gap in sure. between. So, there, But there was like four of them, right? Well, of all the times that I had gone over these people's house, I would have never have suspected this. And then come to find out after not seeing them for several years and then say, hey, where's uh, Mr. Uh, well, we'll call him Mr. Smith. Right. And say, hey, where's Mr. Smith? And then it was like dead silence from the mother. And, uh, oh, we don't uh, we're not together anymore. And without her getting into the story, I'm like, well, now I got to find out what's going on. Yeah, so right. I'm like a little investigative reporter asking all these people what's going on. Apparently, <laughs> the dad they had their one of their sons living there who was engaged to a woman he they were both 27 years old okay well the father starts having an affair with the son's girlfriend fiance and that just blew up the entire family and nobody's oh, talking to Jesus. each other and uh it you sounds know. like one of them um Jerry Springer type of premise. Uh, you know things. what? It was a very Jerry Springer type of thing, but I would have never have expected it from these people. Like, yeah, you know that when when you say Jerry Springer, you're I'm I'm thinking of the hey ho, you know he uh, done one and sleep with my daughter's fiance, you mm-hmm. know that kind of thing. Yeah, these people weren't like that at all. They were like normal people. They seemed like on the up and up. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just so weird. Have you ever had anything that you've heard that was, like, so scandalous? You know, as you're telling the story, I'm trying to remember if if I've got a a story like that. I'm not really sure I do. It's too bad. I almost feel bad. I, I... I wish I did know more scumbaggy people. My uh, my my dad used to. I don't even know if he if he used to make things up about people. Yeah, but he would be like, "Oh yeah, that's uh, Mr. Foster lives up the street. You know, his wife divorced him because she, he, or he divorced her because she painted the that front door yellow. He was convinced that yeah because she painted the front door yellow that that's what led to their divorce." You don't really know if that's true. You need more than that. And then uh, there was another neighbor that lived nearby. Oh, you know, that guy, uh, he sued the hospital because he had a vasectomy, and then she got pregnant. What are the odds of that? I know. But but that was the only, like, kind of scandalous things that I heard growing up. I mean, how do you you move on from something like that? I don't know. When when your own parents are... 
you're violating a certain level of appropriateness and having sex with your sp- yeah. spouse. Listen, we've all done inappropriate things at one time or another of in our course. lives. But what kind of what does it say about you to sleep with your child's spouse yeah. or 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 fiance? Yeah, I mean, uh listen, uh, that that's not going to happen with me. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, I am I'm, I'm a dedicated man, but uh how do you even, what do you do for Mother's Day? What do you do for Thanksgiving? Yeah. You invite everybody over? Yeah, all those holidays have just gotten turned upside down. What happens? Now, now what? Would you be invited to the wedding? I mean, what do you do? Yeah, see, that's, and I never really followed up on, like, how that story played out. Yeah. Because I, I Because they all play out. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see, because you got to remember, this girl was 27, mm-hmm. and the dad was, like, 60. Yeah, there's a 30-year yeah. age gap there. Yeah. Yeah, there. it is possible. I know yeah. this is going to surprise people, but it is possible for a man mm-hmm. to say no. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Or, or, or for a man to say, this is wrong. Or to say, you know what? Uh, son, you might want to drop that girl because she's, uh, she's been hitting on me. As devastating as that information yeah. would be, it's more devastating to say she was hitting on me, but uh, I did it anyway. Yeah, I had I, taken it Viagra. I, I was going to use it by myself. It Might couldn't. As well. It couldn't be helped. What was I supposed to do? She was just there. She took <laughs> off all her clothes. Yeah, I, I just fell in. I mean, come on, please. So, uh, if you have any, uh, if you have any scandalous stories you want to share, <laughs> what's your most disruptive family your, story? Yeah, I don't want actual calls. You can email me, Steve at Rock One Hundred Two. Yeah, look at the phones are actually yeah, ringing. Somebody no, was actually yeah, we're not. We're not gonna get involved. Day twenty three, Rock One Hundred Two. What? Day twenty six of Bax and Nagel and Rock One Hundred Two. Uh, Don will give you the forecast. I don't believe that's how you pronounce it. He's almost as good as Dan Brown is. No, no, no. Listen, they're all good. All very (laughs) talented meteorological experts. Dan Brown is the ringleader, is the ringmaster of the Shiznit show over there. No, come on. Stop. They're all doing good work. All doing good work. If it weren't weren't for them, you wouldn't have any idea that we were having snow yesterday. You know, uh, if you ever want to find out more gossipy things, you can go on Reddit to confessions. Oh, really? It's pretty conf- uh, Who knows if they're made up, though, too. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I think a lot of times if you're on Reddit, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that, that's just simply not believable. Uh, that's well, why I like it. If I'm on Reddit, I prefer, like, just watching videos. Yeah. I want you to show me what you're doing. Yeah. Like, uh, like I love videos of people... Uh, like you know, hurting themselves or accidentally blowing stuff up or uh, you know, what have you, like those kinds of like accidental videos. Those are hilarious. Uh, this guy, he said, when he was a poor college student, he starred in a pornography film for a thousand bucks on a budget. That's not bad. Thousand bucks. Would you do it? W- would I star in one for a thousand bucks? How confident do you have to be in your body? Uh, to do something like you have to be like jacked and a rip. Yeah. There's no way nobody wants to see, you know, baby Huey with the uh, tidy whitey underwear. Well, on, you uh, know, trying to, you know, you say that, 
But Ron Jeremy had a very long, prosperous yes, career or, until the very end when Ron, things started to fall apart. Ron Jeremy was gifted with something that most men don't have, which is a giant ego. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't know how confident you have to be, but even with the giant ego, uh, he was an unsightly disaster. And yet, thousands and thousands of films to his credit. Thousands. Yeah. Right. Thousands. Clips or full-length films? I, I, I don't have the entire IMDb in front of me right now to, to know for sure, but he had a, a substantial list of credits. He was always good at the clip. Hitting the clip. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He was. Yeah. And yet, you know, he remained employed, even though to look at him was to, like, you know, want to you know, pluck your eyes out and pour bleach in the holes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, you know what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, it's like uh, awful. Well... Awful. Either, either way, check out Confessions. You can see... Uh, well, I can't even read that one. Well, I can't even read that one either. See? They're all good. <laughs> we should do a podcast about this. It's 829. News is next to Rock 102. 831. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-in bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The FAA has released a preliminary report on the plane crash that killed three people in Leiden. At 11.30 a.m. on Sunday, a Beechcraft Baron 55 airplane owned by Fly Lugo Flight School crashed in a small clearing in the woods. Near the Leiden Wildlife Management Area, three people were found dead and have been identified as 53-year-old Frederica Ballard of Southwick, 68-year-old William Hampton of Indian Orchard, and 29-year-old Chad Davidson of Woodstock, Connecticut. Ballard was the owner of the flight school, Hampton was the flight instructor, and Davidson was a student pilot. Since then, the FAA and NTSB have been investigating the crash. Uh, in the FAA preliminary report released on Tuesday, the plane crash has been identified as accidental, but the exact cause of the crash is still unknown. The investigation into the crash is ongoing. The plane left Barnes Airport around 11.06 a.m. on Sunday. According to Flight Aware, the aircraft was uh, in flight heading north for 19 minutes, reaching a maximum altitude of 4,400 feet. Uh, police received a 911 call of a plane crash reported by dog walkers at around 11.30 a.m. and found the plane crash site around 12.30 p.m. While officials worked to piece together what happened, uh, those who knew the victim shared memories and offered condolences, and you can find all of those uh, on the 22 News uh, website. So how much snow did we get throughout the area? How much did you get, Steve? I don't know. Western Mass received enough snow on Tuesday to cancel several school districts. Some local communities saw up to two inches of snow, while others received up to four inches. Wow! Here is the current snowfall totals as of 11.30 p.m. last night. Greenfield got 2.3 inches. Wow. Westfield, 2.5. Chicopee, 2.2. Ludlow, 2.2. Hamden, 2. You only got two inches out there. One of the problems we have in Hampton. Yeah, that's exactly why you're living out there. Can't handle the big stuff up in the hills, can you, pal? You like to get the low amount of inches down below to make you feel more adequate among yourself. Hey, it ain't it ain't about the, le- the it's about the width of the flakes. Hey, your uh, your uh, town of Rehoboth got four inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm talking. That's about. right. Oh, isn't it funny how you don't live there anymore, but they got double the amount of inches that you got in Hamden? 
That seems to you be know, a was, recurring But I was scene. just there. I was, I was, I was just there. So I'd like to think I left a little bit, a little bit behind. Oh, like your remnants, yes, of what you had from your visiting. Trip I was part of the there. aftermath. Oh well, that's uh, that's a nice uh, thing to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Aftermath, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's it's the only see. math I'm good at. <laughs> Is it the only math? You're it's gonna, the only. It's math. the only one that you can actually. It's remember. the only math I'm always right on. Within the last three months, five new tenants have opened up in the Holyoke Mall, and two more are set to open this spring. Really? Yeah. Well, who do we got? The uh, latest opening is the Monsoon Bistro. We talked about that last week. It's located at the former Ruby Tuesday on the upper level near Macy's. The new restaurant is locally owned and offers traditional Chinese and Thai dishes such as dim sum, drunken noodles, mango chicken, red curry fish, and more. I always wanted to try red curry fish. Really? Yeah. Is it red fish or is it the curry that makes it? Probably a red curry on fish. Gotcha. One of the largest specialty uh, candy retailers in the U.S., It's Sugar, opened its doors this past November. That sounds healthy. Uh, it's uh, sponsored by the American Diabetic Association. I was going to say, is it right next to its diabetes? Yeah, and also on the other side, the uh, amputee off doctor's office. <laughs> Head, shoulders, knees, and you got to come in here now after that candy store. Is it right next to hypoglycemia mania? I, I believe it is. <laughs> If you're looking, uh, they have hundreds of varieties of sweets and candy, including retro and international candy, TikTok trending candies, and more for candy lovers of all ages. You know what I had? Uh, I think I talked about this years ago. About seven or eight years ago, I bought this stuff, and uh, I can't remember the damn name of it, but if you put it on your tongue, yeah, no matter what you eat will taste sweet. You do Really? Yeah. And it was weird. That like, sounds weird. You put this little tablet on your tongue, yeah. and you let it dissolve, and then you eat like a pickle. It tastes like sweet candy. Really? Everything tastes like sweet candy. It's, it was like, like a, just like a sugar pill or something? It's some kind of like a, uh, chemical that uh, I'm sure it's perfectly safe. Uh, <laughs> That's probably why you can't find it anywhere. It's some kind of chemical that kind of masks your, it, it, like coats your taste buds so you don't taste anything other than sweetness. Hmm. It's, all, it's only for a little time. It's not. It doesn't like last like an hour or anything. It just lasts a couple of minutes. Years ago, and I don't even know why we had this or what we used it for, there was a gum that temporarily made everything you ate taste like mud. Like for a period of time, huh. you have like no real taste buds at all. Like you couldn't taste anything. And you chew the gum for like a minute, and then you eventually the that sensation goes away. But was if it- you had like a... If you had like a, I think we chewed gum and then had a donut, was and it, the donut just tasted like just like clay. Was, was it that disgusting black licorice gum? Was it that? No, no, no. This, you know this, what I'm talking about? Yes, I do know what you're it, talking the about. Blue package. Yes, yeah. this was something different, and I don't remember what the hell it was, but it was like it's like one of these novelty things that somebody yeah. was selling, and we got a bunch of them, and it was gross. That, that sounds gross. I don't want something that's going to make things taste bad. No, it just it wasn't bad. It just had no taste. Yeah. If you're looking to buy, sell, or trade sneakers, Sneaker City has the premier sneaker and streetwear brands like Supreme, Hellstar, Bape, and more. That store can be found in the upper level near Pandora. Another sneaker and streetwear company, Snipes, recently opened on the lower level near the JCPenney. They're the German-based with more than 450 stores and uh, Europe's largest apparel retailer. Snipes! 
Well, that's good. Yeah, it's, it's good that uh, you know retailers are coming to uh, the Holyoke Mall. King, I, I'm more interested in seeing what's going on in the Eastfield Mall. King's Jeweler, family-owned, offers high-end and custom-made gold, silver, and diamond jewelry. That can be found at the upper level near AT&T. Coming soon is the Terra Nossa Brazilian Grill. Ooh, really? In the food court. Oh, yeah. No, a Brazilian it. barbecue that includes rotisserie-style meats, Brazilian favorites, uh, Cox Inha? How do you say that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. C-O-X-I-N-H-A. Cox Inha? <laughs> I would like to go have some Cox Inha. I bet you would. Uh, and pastel, specialty drinks, desserts, and more. Milkshake lovers, handcrafted uh, milkshakes, Brazilian acai, and smoothies made with fresh ingredients is also opening soon near Hobby Lobby. So, lots of exciting things going on at the Holyoke Mall. You know, I had a, uh, a Bra- I went to a Brazilian steakhouse in uh, Long Island a couple summers ago. Always wanted to go to one of those. Oh my lord, so good. There's one so good. Apparently, there's one down in um, down in Hartford or near Hartford. Is there really? Is that they keep bringing you the meat out? Yeah, that, yeah, and it, uh, and, and it never ends. Uh, the girl that used to work here, Leslie, she used to tell me about that all the time. Her and her husband would go down there and have that uh, Brazilian steak. I can't oh, remember the yeah, name. I'm trying to remember what the hell the name of the, the place it's was. It's probably, if we just type in Brazilian, not waxing. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't need that while I'm eating dinner. Uh, Fogo I, de Chao was the name of the place. That's the one you went to. That was the one I went to. It, it, I mean, it's a, it has other locations. But, oh, my God, it's like y- you have like this card on your table. And if it's uh, if it's green uh, on one side, they keep just feeding you food, and they get, yeah. they walk around, they like they slice meat and put it on your plate. And if you have it uh, the card on the other side, it's red. It means slow down. I uh, I I can't keep eating like this. And uh, oh my god, it was uh, it was not cheap, but it was delicious, and I could have kept All on right. chowing down. All right, Texas Day Brazil is what some people are saying, but. Uh, that that wasn't the name of it. It and it wasn't. It, this is in the West Farms Mall, but this is not where this was. This was somewhere else, and I'm trying to find the location of it. I think it's Banana Brazil Grill. Banana Baz- Brazil Grill. Yeah. All right. I or don't know an, that one. Eh, Favela Aroma. That's in East Hartford. That might be it. Favela Aroma, because that has the skewers of beef. I think that's it. Yeah, I'd like to go down there. And we do should that. go. We should really, you know, strap on the old feed bag and really pack down the old chow pipe. You know, Marty and I have been talking uh, about uh, going to this Fletcher's barbecue. Yeah, but we're never around so long in the area uh, after yeah. the show to go visit it. But maybe we should do that one day. Go we should. Lunch. Are they open for lunch? Well, you know what? We'll just put it on the company credit card. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what are they, if they're open for lunch? Yeah, they are open for lunch. It says here they open at four thirty. Yeah, I don't know oh, about there that. You go. Yeah, well, that's four. That's late lunch. Four thirty. Four thirty. No, it wasn't Terra Gaucha in Stamford. That's not it. No. I don't know. I don't know. There was a Brazilian steakhouse, and it was supposed to be really good. And uh, you know what? I'm glad I don't have any information to pass along to anybody. <laughs> Yeah, why? Why would you rely on a radio station to provide you with information? Well, no, this this is a this isn't your typical radio show. This is a collective effort. Yeah, we're all in this together. You're you're. This is like a participation uh, thing. 
yeah. you contributed to the success of this morning program right. by telling us things that aren't accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's but, right. But we live on inaccurate things. Yeah. Uh, remember when you were a kid and the classic money goal was, I want to be a millionaire? Yeah, I know. Well, the good news is the average American in their 50s now has a net worth of $1.1 million. That's true, although it's heavily skewed by super rich people. Most uh, people are not average. They're either millionaires many times over or they can't afford to keep Disney+. Plus. I think I'm on that lower end. Listen, we just get charged five ninety nine to watch a football game on TV. The median net worth, yeah, right. The uh, median net median net worth for Americans in their fifties is about three hundred thousand dollars, and that includes property and retirement accounts. Worst game of Monopoly ever. Yeah, no kidding. So, since having a million dollars is complicated, a new survey asked people what they'd uh, need to say to say they financially made it in life. The number one answer was being financially independent and not having to rely on others for money. The average American says they need to at least make $94,000 a year to feel financially independent, which is true because then we hear about the uh, inflation and how like a family, like five years ago, $70,000 was like a, a decent amount of money to make right. to support a family. Now that number has gone up to 100000 Well, I mean, just to, just to put food on someone's table. I mean, yeah. with inflation, it's it, it's no wonder that, you know, one in three families are suffering from food insecurity. It's no yeah. wonder. Other popular responses were moving up in your career, settling into a job that you love, or making a certain amount of money, not having to work at all, and being able to spend and pay bills without worrying about money. That's what these people with the trust funds are doing with the lottery thing. They're enjoying their lives. I know. And anonymously, too. I would. That's the way I'd want to enjoy my life. I think uh, I knew I hit my uh, thing when I asked Richie Neal to be my porn accountability partner. <laughs> well, that's when you know you've made it. Yeah, but what's amazing about it is he didn't say no. No, he said, I'll get someone on that. Yeah, which yeah. is not a no. No. It's like, I'll see what I can do. Well, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's just like any other request you make to a congressman's office. I'll get somebody on that. No, you won't. Yeah, but but, but some people would say flat out, "Are you kidding me? Hell no!" Or you're disgusting. Why would you even bring that up to me? Yeah, but, but it crossed but, his but mind. Here's, but here's my card. It crossed his mind for a half a second. It sure did. Yeah, makes you think. Yeah, see, maybe these uh, politicians are uh, a little bit better than we thought they were. Nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, nah, please. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a mix of sun and clouds and a high of 25. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 27. It's 15 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Troll co- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 8.51, and the Foo Fighters are back to Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 25. Tomorrow, cloudy. Jeez. Oh, Turn that off. All right. All right, now it's over. Uh, 27 uh, for a high tomorrow. It's 15 right now in downtown Springfield. You were mentioning this, uh, this Banana Brazil Grill. Yeah. I want to go to this. I want to go to this, too. It's, uh, it's one ver- location's on Boston Road in Springfield here. I think 995 Boston Road. I mean, I could be... It could be wrong about this, but it sounds like it's like a, around like where Casa Denana used to be. I think it actually is Casa Denana. You might be right. Uh, from looking at the outside of this uh, place on Street View, that's exactly where it is. Yeah. Well, how about that? That's pretty close by here. 
I mean, that's just, you're just talking a couple of miles. I'd like to try that. But uh, what are their hours? Gonna, we're going to need to know that information. What's that other building going up next to Casadana? Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, I don't even know. I have no idea. Oh well, here you go. We uh, we should do that. Wait, one place that one of the locations, the one in Danbury, Connecticut, opens at five a.m. Five a.m. If we had a producer, we could have somebody go down there. Grab a bunch of stuff off the buffet, Listen. bring it back here. We're going to be chowing down by Listen, 6 a.m. They went to Mohegan last week to try to win money back at the craps table for a producer. We don't have that kind of funds around here. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, but uh, I'd like to go to this thing. We should, uh, you know, we should really start supporting more local business and their food. As if we don't already? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, uh, maybe like in a more of- official way. Like, say, we stop by a place and say, hey, everybody, we're... Bax and Nagel from Rock 102, and then you know somehow we then, benefit from then, like a free meal or something. And well, we demand free food; otherwise, we give them bad reviews, like that Portnoy guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like the moment you start mouthing off to like Portnoy before he eats the pizza, yeah, you've already knocked down your score by at least two, three points. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah. you might as well get the uh, let's get the free meal out of it. Uh, listen, I am all for it. I'm looking. If you go to their, their website, they got like a video of some guy like cutting chunks of meat. Yeah, it's it's glorious. It looks so delicious. I love chunks of meat. I love chunks of meat too. Oh man, what I wouldn't do for a chunk of meat right now? Big fat, greasy, fatty chunk of meat. You know what I would like to uh, what do? win a pair of tickets to that auto parts swap and sell this weekend. <sighs> I don't even know if you're qualified to do that. I know I have a four-pack of tickets to the auto parts swap and sell at the Big E Eastern States Expo this weekend. You know, if you're the kind of guy that uh, wants to swap and sell auto parts, this is like right up your your alley. Right up the alley. That's it. And we happen to have a four-pack of tickets. Tenth caller right now, 293-1021. Good luck to you. Oh, wait. We're a little early. Uh, I'm not going to answer the phone right now. We still got like a minute or two before we can uh, sign off for the hour. I mean, I see this guy. Uh, you know, he's cutting like some, some like some uh, some meat off, like some pork ribs, yeah. and then he's also it's like a big, giant, uh, gigantic piece of beef. He's yeah. uh, trimming down. I'm looking at the uh, like the the layout. It's like all these sticks of beef. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's, that's what they do. That the the Brazilian steakhouses that like big sticks of beef. Well, now I like gonna, beef by the stick. We're gonna have to find out if it's good or not. That's what we're gonna have to do. Only one way to know for sure: not listen to somebody else's opinion. No, let's but go uh, to yourself. Let's make an effort to do this. Maybe this week. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow or, well, maybe not tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, the, uh, I, tomorrow I'm busy, but uh, uh, you mean Friday? Friday. Friday. Friday would work. All right. All let's right. Let's, let's, let's go. It. We're going. Okay. That's it. We're going Brazilian. Giggity, giggity, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> it's 855 on Rock 102.